Manimal here. It's Tuesday, November 14th, and today on a special one-year anniversary show of Texas Rangers with the boys, we've got league news, we're going to talk about manager of the year, and we've got that 40-man update. So join us today, Texas Rangers with the boys. Welcome back to Texas Rangers with the boys. We are the boys, your daily Texas Rangers podcast by a couple of pro wrestlers who love Rangers baseball. And you know what we want to make? We want to thank you for making us the first listen of your day. This is your boy, Kev, a.k.a. YBK, Kevin Frazier. You can catch me on social media at Kevin Lee Frazier. That is F-R-A-Z-I-E-R. And don't forget to check out check out Texas Rangers with the boys on social media, TH Rangers WTB. Don't forget to check out the website, TexasRangersWithTheBoys.com. That's just one word. Yes, sir. And just in case you didn't know, the Texas Rangers are the 2023 World Series champions, just in case you hadn't heard yet. And joining me today, a man who has heard about that, the 300-pound animal, a.k.a. Bull. How you doing, buddy? Where can they find you on social media? Well, I'm doing good. It's another another day in the life of uh, world champion. No, I'm just kidding. Mm. I'm just kidding. Mm. Mm. Good life. But anyway, uh, no, we're doing good over here. Getting uh, getting everything lined up for the holidays and and all of that that starts next week. And uh, you know, uh, just excited to be here on what is. The one-year anniversary Woo! of Texas Rangers with the boys. So I won't talk too long. I'll just tell people on X. You can find me at Manimal. Manimal Bull. Ooh. I turned I turned into an East Texas wrestling fan right there. Did didn't you just I? call yourself Manimal? I did. Uh, man, <laughs> man, Manimal, right? Manimal. Uh, yeah, that's where I I took the the, the time frame to make fun of East Texas. But um, <laughs> Manimal Bull on. Uh, Manimal Bull on X, <laughs> Manimal 300 on Instagram, and both TikTok and Facebook, Bull Pro. So, you know what? Find the mandible and, and get after it. <laughs> you guys have no idea how happy and how big the, his smile is on my face the, right now. I can only <laughs> imagine. so much history it, here. <laughs> it, you know how, like, with this being our, our one-year anniversary of basically getting together for for therapy, that was probably the the finest therapy we put together for you all year. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. For me, I'm I'm grinning from ear to ear. In case you guys wanted to know what the inside scoop is, is that when when Bull started to um, utilize the moniker Manimal, uh, which I mean, there was a show that everybody knows about. I'm sure you've been brought had that brought up to you a hundred times. So it's not like people didn't know what the term manimal was but for some reason certain individuals insisted on calling him the mandible <laughs> oh yeah i mean there, there were even like fun uh professional wrestling cartoons from uh from uh the the guy that does uh mr j that does pro wrestling illustrated sure uh, cartoon Slack, right? that like compared me to Simon McCorkendale from the Manimal show. And it's still like, that's beyond people. It always <laughs> will be. It's okay. I'm, I'm okay with it. If you call me Manimal, it's, it's fine too. I, I'm, I'm okay with it. Like I'm, and I'm, I'm 100%. completely past it. <laughs> I'm completely past it. Well, Hey, let's, uh, let's do. So yeah, one year anniversary. We're going to take a little time at the end of the show. Uh, just to kind of reminisce on some of our 
um, are, are really like, we don't have them written down. They're going to be just like first to thought, you know, stuff that think that we think about uh, over the first year. And heck, we'd love to hear about you guys' favorite memories. If you had any of your favorite memories, obviously uh, celebrating that world championship is going to be at the top of it. But, uh, you know, we had a ton of other cool little things that happened all year. And we'll talk about that a little later. First, let's jump into why you're here. And that's baseball news. Um, so I'm going to kind of kind of uh, run through the around the league real quick. Um, I'm sure you'll jump in and comment whenever, uh, especially here at the end. So Pat Murphy, uh, as the new manager of, uh, I don't even Brewers. have it on here. The, the Brewers. Brewers. Sorry, sorry. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, uh, um, long-time bench coach, getting an opportunity. He's managed before, but I think this is the first time he's ever been hired to be a, a manager. Yeah, these bench coaches are getting their – getting their, their time in the sun. So no one accepts qualifying offers. No surprise there. No shock at all. Those <laughs> seven guys are all going to test free agency. And and there was no doubt that they were going to lose a draft. Those teams were lose, get, doing that solely for the draft pick. 100%. And then we also have uh, Padres owner ooh, Peter uh, Seidler uh, passed away. So yeah, unfortunate. That story. You know, by all accounts, everybody that's talked about him throughout the day, it sounds like he was a really good dude that really loved the San Diego Padres, and and uh, it's uh, sad that uh, he won't ever see him win a championship. Uh, next piece of news, I'm going to skip it because I don't even feel like it deserves to be on our show. Uh, Cal Quantrill designated for assignment. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, a couple of years ago, he made 32 starts in the big leagues, had a really, really decent season. Huh. And last year, it kind of fell apart for him a little bit. Um, so I could see him being a reclamation project somewhere and getting an opportunity to to pitch in somebody's uh, in somebody's rotation next year. Yeah, that's a, and that was an interesting one. I hadn't actually. It's funny, guys. A lot of times, I don't read the news until I'm saying it. Um, and so I feel like that's a that's enough for around the league. Um, we're get into the other thing here in a minute because I don't even I don't even know if I could say it out loud. Um, so why we that was nice we got through that quick. Why don't you tell them real quick about something I do like? You, want, you don't want to talk about Brian Cashman? Oh, I do want to talk about that. It's the other thing. Yeah, yes. no, we'll talk about no. the other thing. I was trying yeah. I had to go back to the notes to figure out what that other thing was. Yeah, but, I'm not. I'm uh, not. I'm, I'm, I'm not okay with talking but... about Skip Schumacher, but. Anyway, we'll talk about Brandon Hyde in a minute. But uh, so Giancarlo Stanton, the middle of another uh, New York uh, story this morning, yesterday, uh, Cashman kind of came out and said that like he he expects that Giancarlo Stanton will get hurt and that it's part of his game. And um, Joel Wolf, uh, Giancarlo Stanton's agent responds back today with you know that you gotta you gotta be able to wear a teflon shield in new york because even when the season's over it doesn't stop and mm. interesting thing about this whole thing is that joel wolf also represents uh yamamoto the, mm. the guy that i butchered his name the other day that i made sure i at least had the last name right and mm-hmm. that seems to be the guy that the Yankees are the most excited about signing in. And, you know, I mean, I don't know that it changes anything or anything like that, but dang, what a, what a weird coincidence, the timing and all of this coming out that, 
that um, that Cashman would say something like that about one of Joel Wolf's uh, clients right before he's trying to sign his biggest age free agent. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I think the Yankees like their fan base, and again, like, like I think we're just kind of in a day and age where it's kind of like expected, or it's like like it's accepted that it's okay to like be terrible uh, to professional athletes because they make a lot of money kind of thing. Yeah. And I just, I just think that the Yankees kind of like them and their team and their media and just the fans and all that. I just think they like, they take it too far. Um, that doesn't mean that I think that like our athletes, professional athletes, you can say, I guess you probably say that I think that like they're soft or anything like that. But at the end of the day, it's sports, man. Like it's sports and these are like real people. And I just don't see why it's okay to like just treat normal, real, like regular everyday, like, like just people like garbage uh, just because they are professional. They play in professional leagues. And I just think the Yankees treat their players (laughs) like crap. And uh, you know, if, if, players don't want to play there anymore because of it and don't want to play there because of the toxic media. Uh, hey, you know what? Come to Texas. Yeah. To Texas. Well, you know, yeah, we're not Come play too, for the Rangers. Bad. We're not too bad down here in Arlington. Uh, I don't know that every place in Texas you want to come to, but no, uh, but no, I mean, I think that's why we try and spend so much time on this show talking about players in a positive light and not trying to spend, you know, I mean, of course we don't like Jose Altuve, as, as mm-hmm. a ball player that plays for the Houston Astros, but that doesn't mean that we aren't going to talk about how good of a ball player he is and how much he, you know, kills Texas Rangers pitching, not just, you know, I mean, w- we found out not just in the regular season, but mm-hmm. in the season too, but, you know, I mean, like, but I think that we've gotten to this point where uh, as a society, there's no consequences for saying just whatever that you want. And I think athletes, for the most part, do a pretty good job of ignoring it. But, you know, I mean, you think back to the Daryl Strawberry days and, you know, how, how he said that affected him so much playing out in the outfield and everybody screaming Daryl and all, you know, I mean, so who knows, you know, like I, it's been going on for a long time. I mean, guys used to throw things at Roger Maris because he was playing better baseball than a dude that was dead. Right. You know, right. I mean, right. Hank Aaron was getting death threats because he was going to break a record that was 50 years old or 40 years old or whatever. It, it just seems it's it's so uh, small spectrum in the uh, in the, uh, you know, in the whole realm of life and, and what you get on this time. I don't think it uh, it doesn't serve you well to hate baseball players. And, you know, I mean, and don't get me wrong, I've been caught up in my life doing it as well, but. Uh, you know, as you get older, you see that, you know, baseball is about is about the therapy and the and the being there every day for you more than it is about the winning and the and, you know, not that winning isn't nice, as I found out this year. Woo, winning is, is fantastic. So and also, I feel like you're going to you, you're, you're going to have the opportunity to do a little bit more winning. Uh, on December 1st. How, any, any updates on maybe who your partner is going to be? Oh, well, it's good. It's at the hand of fate. Hmm. Gonna just have my name in there with a whole group of people's names, and they're gonna oh, right. names. And and I'm I'm hoping that you know whoever my partner is, I've got a handful of people on my that are I'm eyeing is hoping that that becomes my tag partner, and uh, we'll just see how it turns out for us. But uh, you know, like uh, as long as we can avoid, as long as we can, uh, as long as I can avoid 
uh, you know, Brick Savage, Damo McCullough, and the beatdowns that those guys will be giving out, I think I stand a pretty good chance. But we're talking about <laughs> Friday, December 1st at Martin House Brewing Company. The Winter Classic from Matt War Pro will be happening. It's going to be a big time. Everybody's going to have a uh, their name in a in a or in like a wheel, like a you know, like a bingo, whatever. They're going to pull out names. You get paired up. You're going to wrestle two people that get paired up, and then you're going to just wrestle all the, the whole way through the tournament. So we'll see how it works out for for me and whoever I end up tagging with that night. But I know that uh, I know we've got some wins in us, regardless of who it is. I'm gonna I'm gonna carry anybody to at least one. So yeah, I agree, so. dude. I can't wait to I can't wait to go out there. We had so much fun the last time we went out there. And Martin, Martin House. House is such a great place. And, you know, it's funny that the last time we were out there, it was opening day and how much fun we had during opening day and being able to talk about Rangers baseball with all the boys and having fun about it. And, mm-hmm. and you know, so now we're now we're just post World Series. We're back there again and we're going to be able to hang out and talk with all the boys and all the people that want to talk about uh Rangers baseball again on December 1st and uh our friends at Starry Ice Cream will be out there with all the uh all the great ice cream for everybody's enjoyment and uh it's going to be a big time Martin House will have a new body slammer IPA uh on tap and in cans ready to sell ready to take out the door so come on out and check out a Matt War Pro beer on top of a Matt War Pro show Absolutely it's going to be a blast we're going to have a good old time with it. I can't wait to be out there and I can't wait to see who your partner is. Uh, and, and I, I, I reserve the right to not uh, place my bets until after I find out who the manimal is going to be teaming. With. I can't wait to hear those results as well on December, uh, probably like third or fourth. So let's uh, jump into some Rangers news. Um, I'm mad. I'm mad. I'm just going to call it right now. I'm mad. Uh, there has been a tragedy, a travesty, a uh, miscarriage of justice, um, and I'm just not happy about it. Why? Why is Bruce Bochy not the manager of the year in the American League after the phenomenal job, after the well, historic job, not talking about World Series, but turning a team around that lost 100 games then 90 games and turning around and taking that team and with winning, all, the adversity, uh, all the adversity that the Rangers went through all year long. The fact that if it was just because he lost one game at the end of the season that cost him that job, uh, I, I, I call hogwash. Well, I don't know that it was just one game at the end of the season. I think it was, uh, you know, first of all, Brandon Hyde and the Orioles won 101 games, and they, I mean, regular season-wise, let's let's just give it to them. They had a really tremendous season, and Brandon Hyde was the catalyst to a lot of that. And, you know, he's getting some of those young guys, and he's winning with those young guys. And, uh, you know, so I think a lot of it, a lot of it has to do with what Baltimore did more than what Texas didn't do. Um, but at the same time, uh, Bochi did an incredible job and, and, you know, I don't think that, um, awards can really do justice for what Bochi did for this club this year and what just his presence and his calming demeanor when everybody's, when everybody's dying there in August, September, when they're in the middle of some of those runs that didn't end well for them for stretches of time, 
you know, Bochy's like, hey, you just got to get up and do it again. And that's what he's, you know, he's known for that calming presence. He's known for the poise that he has. And he never gave up on his guys. And, and, and you know, that says as much about him as any trophy that you can give him at the end of the year. And I imagine he'll take those two W's in Baltimore over a trophy any time and uh, being able to, you know, wrap that one up at home and that being the only series that they were able to wrap up at home. So, you know, I mean, uh, the, the Orioles did a lot for us this year, you know, <laughs> they, they did so here you go. Us, so I'm not too upset about it. I think Bochy's probably not too upset about it. I bet, I bet the competitor in him wanted to win it for sure. But I don't think right. that he's too disappointed in the the outcome. And, uh, you know, Brandon Hyde, he did a, a good job. And Kevin Cash was a really distant third. Yeah, and, and again, I, I don't want it to come across as like uh, that I don't think that the Orioles did a great job this year because they did a big turnaround themselves. Um, but I just, I, I just, man, like, I guess it just, I don't know. I, I guess it's just the homer in me. Um, it just, man, I, I, I still refuse to acknowledge it. Bruce Bochy is the manager of the year. Um, and then congratulations to Skip Schumacher. Yeah. Skip Schumacher in his first year with the Marlins takes home manager of the year. Um, I was convinced it was going to be Tori Lovello throughout the whole season, but again, I think what, what hurt him more than anything else was the fact that they had big leads on the Dodgers early in the year and it didn't take them long to catch them. And the Diamondbacks went in a lull and nobody got to see his uh, postseason performance, just like Bochy's, where, you know, they were so good with those teams and so, was able to do things that put those teams in positions to win win ball games, win series and and get to the World Series. So, you know, overall, can't be too mad at Skip Schumacher but taking the Marlins to the playoffs in the, his first season. And you know how hard it is to win in Miami. So good on him because it probably won't be the same easy go, you know, easy task this next year of getting back. Or it will be no easy task next year getting back, especially with the NL East wanting to improve. You know, the Mets are going to want to improve. You know, San Francisco in the West is going to want to improve. And those wild card spots get tighter and tighter every year. Yeah, yeah. I uh, Good good job uh, out there in Miami. Uh, definitely a, a fan base that not a huge baseball um uh, Supporting like oh. not a huge baseball town, uh, so doing a good job there. Also, don't I also want to mention um, the 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 near thirty pound manimal is uh, joining us today. We have a we have a. I heard guy. him in the in the background there. Yeah, he's right now. He's actually pulling trying to pull out my chest hairs. Uh, favorite pastime of uh, of our our other co-hosts here. So let's get into the main the main course. For today, and that's that forty-man roster. It's got to uh, be the four guys they put on, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it's we speculated about it, we talked about it, um, we spent the last week wondering about it, and uh, I will do give you the honors because uh, you did all the research. So, uh, of telling the people who the Rangers put on that forty-man roster, and 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 honestly, give me a little bit too. Don't just tell me. What do you think they're going to contribute? What do you think their roles will be, if any, um, next year with this club? Well, you know, the the first three are guys that we basically said on Monday morning 
whenever we did the last show that these guys were locks. These guys were going to be on the on the forty man when things came. Uh, and that's and that's Foscu, who Justin Foscu. We we gave it out in the last time. He's a hitter. He's going to hit if he gets an opportunity to be in a lineup. He's going to hit on a consistent basis. Um, Mark Church. We've talked about him and his his slider. Um, it, it's so impressive that they're able to look past a little bit of ineffectiveness with his fastball last year to keep that slider on the, the roster. And then with uh, Antoine Kelly, you know, we were worried last year that Antoine Kelly would get drafted in the rule five. If you go back and listen to some of our first shows from way back in the day. And, uh, you know, we kind of felt like it was a little bit of a break last year that Kelly didn't get drafted. And then, you know, early in the season, he had a walk problem and, and he walked, you know, 31 batters over the first couple of months of the season coming out of the bullpen. He cut that number down to eight for the rest of the season after June and was really effective out of the bullpen, both at Frisco and Round Rock. So these are guys that, you know, they're close to the big league level and the Rangers are not interested in losing them. So that's why I think those three guys are put on there. The fourth guy, Jose Corniel, he's an interest. He's a little bit more of an interesting case because I mean, he kind of he kind of killed it this year at Hickory, and you know those are the type of dudes that you worry about that that someone tries to hide is that guy that's got, you know, maybe some above plus A or A plus experience, but if they've had a really really good season and show a really really good arm and an ability to get guys out down in the strike zone like Corniel does, that you know you can maybe hide them a little bit in that back of the, uh, on the back of the bullpen there and, you know, pitch them in situations where it doesn't really expose them. And if the results aren't good, that's not going to be a detriment to the team. But there's most of the time when guys on the, most of the guys drafting in the rule five, unless it's somebody that has a need that they don't want to, um, they don't want to, um, go to free agency for it and they think it's a guy like most of the time it's like somebody that's going to be a utility infielder a guy that plays multiple positions that you like the idea of him being ready um that's like we're going to talk about some guys on the rangers team that are like that later on that may be drafted just because they're a little bit advanced as hitters they're a little bit older and there's an opportunity for them to maybe help out in a bullpen or in a uh in a utility role so we'll talk about them in a minute um but uh corniel he fits that role of being that guy that's got just enough experience that you can hide him but not enough experience where you but and just enough experience where as a team like the texas rangers you don't want to lose that kind of arm yeah so i think so i guess i have a couple questions now now what do you think as far as roles in the team like just because they're on the 40 man now does not mean that necessarily that the Rangers plan on using them next year. Right. But I, I can't imagine that at least a couple of these guys are going to get looks at the big league level. Oh yeah. I would be definitely shocked if uh, Mark church and Antoine Kelly don't both get shots in the bullpen with the Rangers at some point next season. Even if they do start at triple a next year, I would be pretty surprised if they didn't get an opportunity as one of the first couple of guys up after after you know maybe you put a guy on the roster that makes the team uh you know what i'm saying like that you bring yeah. in a non-roster invite 
uh, something like that. Uh, I could I, I could even see if Church's fastball is playing better than it did if he get, if he does some solid work on that in the off season and gets it to a point where it's a little bit more effective. I could see him making the team out of spring training and never count out a guy that throws ninety seven like him and and Antoine Kelly both do. And Antoine Kelly's somewhere close to ninety six, ninety seven, ninety eight, and uh, you know, and he's when he's in the strike zone. You know, that's like the thing you say with all like hard throwing lefties, right? When they're in the strike zone, they're effective as hell and and and, and no no uh no different with Antoine Kelly and and Justin Foscu, I mean, you know, uh, God willing something happens to somebody on the infield, it may be his chance to hit, especially like young or Simeon or low. Um, but you know, Duran and Smith are probably not going anywhere anytime soon. And if they do, you know, it would be probably a, a top of the top of the line type player that would push it back even more. So, you know, who, who knows on uh, Foscue how close he is to the major leagues? But I definitely know that if they don't protect him, that they'll probably lose him. Okay, so um, that's pretty. And and I and I, you don't probably expect Corniel unless something we, we probably don't expect or want to really see Cordiel next year uh, because that means something, something went seriously. wrong. Well, there's two ways that can go. Something went seriously wrong or something went really, really right. Ah, like a Cody Bradford type situation. Well, and not even Cody Bradford because Cody Bradford was kind of a guy that was farther along than Corniel for sure. Yeah. He had a full season at double a, um, uh, you know, I mean, if something happens and they need bullpen help and he's been dominant, dominating at double A, um, maybe, but I doubt it. I mean, I, I would be really, really shocked if uh, Jose Corniel played for the Texas Rangers next year. It'll probably be 2025, maybe even 2026. Gotcha, gotcha. But he was obviously good enough that the Rangers – uh, wanted to keep him on there. Hey, I had a quick question. I meant to ask this off air, but I think it's a, it's just as good on air. Uh, what about Cole Wynn? Cole Wynn's already on the 40-man. Okay, that's right. That's right. Okay, good. I was wondering Cole about Wynn him. got put on the 40-man last year, and I believe uh, dating back to one year absolutely to this day, we talked about Cole Wynn and why he was put on the 40-man, and he struggled this year. So we'll see what the decision is, but – I can't imagine a first rounder going anywhere until they absolutely have to give up on him. And he had a couple of stints as pitcher of the year or pitcher of the week for um, round rock this year coming out of the bullpen. So maybe they'll find a role for him. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that's all we got uh, as far as the 40 man roster goes. A lot of this a really fun, really fun time of year. Like I, I these are the things that the, the podcast has shown me um, that, you know, I just, as a fan, didn't didn't put as much emphasis on. Uh, but now, like, covering the show and, and, like, you know, just being able to ask you questions and, and really kind of getting, getting my feet underneath me um, learning about this sort of stuff has been a lot of fun. It's a, it's a blast. And, and it really teaches you about, like, why a lot of things happen that sometimes you go, why did the Rangers – why would the Rangers do that? And then you, you – these are the kind of questions that they could answer. These are the things that answer those questions. Um, and again, pass yeah, off yeah. to you for doing all the, all the footwork, all the legwork that you do. 
to make sure that we get all this data. So um, again, guys, uh, I, I'm I'm here trying to I'm, I'm trying to do my best to drive the train, but but I'm gonna tell you, man, all the all that quality work that that our uh, that my co-host puts in the puts in the back background. Uh, deserves a little bit of recognition, especially this time of year for giving us some content to talk about. So another thing that we've talked about in terms of content, um, hang on one second. My, my son is just insistent on getting my phone out of my shirt because I have to put it like Perfect. where he can't get it. And he, can you hear him slapping? Perfect. If, if you want, I'll talk for a minute while you, you work yes. on that. Please. And, uh, so basically, yeah, these sporty man guys, uh, you know, there were a couple of surprises on, in my opinion, on guys that didn't get put on there. But at the same time, when you're rocking with 37 guys on the, on the uh, 40 man roster, like they are right now, after these guys put on the, are put on there, you know, you're looking at, there's going to probably be three free agents or four free agents that you're looking to sign. You're also thinking about the idea that, you know, you may non-tender Matt Bush, which could happen by the end of the week. And then you've got that extra spot. And, uh, you know, so some difficult decisions have to be made. And they had to make a decision on a guy like Dane Hacker, who is, is someone that I thought was really on the fence. And, uh, um, you know, it, he may be a guy that gets snatched up, but I, I don't know that he's just ready to get outs in the big leagues for a full season. And, and, you know, if, if he is congratulations on the scouting report that that, that team did on him to, to, because I thought at double a last year, he was a little bit erratic. He wasn't in the zone nearly as much as he was. He's just a year off of Tommy John surgery. And I think he had a little something flare at the beginning of this year to keep him back at spring training and not break with the crawdads early in the season. So, you know, he's a, he's a guy that he doesn't have a ton of innings in the minor leagues. And, and it's not like Engler who had a whole 2020 um, summer pitch into big leaguers across the street at, uh, um, during the COVID shortened year and, and then had, had worked his way all the way up into Frisco and helped them with a pennant race down the stretch. So we'll, we'll just kind of see on Dane Acker, but he was one of those guys that, you know, you, we, we've liked him from, from day one on this show. And, you know, he was part of that Heim Andrus trade. And uh, so we'll see with him, let's just kind of wait and see with him. And, um, Davis Wenzel had a wonderful year last year at AAA with his 30 home runs. And um, I wouldn't be shocked if the Rangers are looking to deal him before the rule five draft to kind of see if they can get some return on him. Um, Blaine Krim is a guy that I can't imagine him being drafted, but if there's a team that's really looking for a right-handed bat, I mean, he's probably big league ready. I just don't know how much he's going to hit in the big leagues. A lot of conflicting on him because there's guys that love him in this organ or like in the, that cover this organization. And then there's like more realistic in my opinion, like coverage of him, of what he could be and what he is. And I think he hits, but I don't know that he slugs enough and I don't know that he gets on base enough. And, um, you know, so he's another guy that was questionable on whether they put him in on his second year of eligibility on the 40 man, but they're going to try and hold him again and, and see if they can't get another year at round rock with him. Or he might also be another guy that they're looking to trade to, to maybe get a bullpen piece or be a part to get a bullpen piece. Yeah, yeah, Blaine Krim, good, good call out. And hey, guys, if you if you're not familiar with these names, um, I can tell you that if you had already subscribed to our exclusive content, it's called Down on the Farm with the Boys. You would know all these names, like you would know these names, like in spades. 
because we've talked about every single person over the year time that we've been doing the podcast uh, earlier during uh, last year when we were, um, you know, getting through the off season and, and coming up with content just to talk about. Um, these were guys that got brought up on air. And then once we started doing our exclusive content, these were guys that we covered. So what we do is we cover all things minor league and the Rangers organization. Um, it's called Down on the Farm with the Boys. It's just $2, $1.99 a month. And then that helps you make us your one-stop shop for all things Rangers organization-wide. Um, and we literally, I think our last episode was like almost an hour worth of of like, I mean, it was loaded, dude. Like, like that's like Round rock tidbits. loaded. Yeah, I mean, there's tons of information in that um, that will help you know uh, really just more about this organization and what the Rangers are doing and 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 what um, what to expect from this farm system. And none of this would be a surprise to you uh, had you been uh, listening up to this point. So um, don't forget to check it out. It's on our website, TexasRangersWithTheBoys.com. Oh, one word. Or you can subscribe, or you can go to our Spotify page and subscribe there as well. So, without further ado, um, let's kick. Let's let's let our hair down a little bit. Your hair is probably already down. No, um, always back, always back. It's annoying. I hate it. Oh, okay. oh sorry, sorry. I, I got emotional there. It's okay. Emotional outbursts are welcome. We're at the emotional outburst section of the show. And what we're doing right now is this is our one-year anniversary. Melody, my wife is in here. It's our one-year anniversary, babe. One-year anniversary on the show. I made her talk. She tried to talk uh, and inhaled water. So she's given us uh, the raise the roof sign. She's super pumped about it. Uh, and if you hear a cough in the background, guys, she's okay. Um, and now my son is coughing. It's awesome. But we're all pumped. One-year anniversary, Texas Rangers with the boys. Um I'll, I'll kick it. There we go. I'll kick it over to you, man. Like, like rattle off some of your favorite memories that just come to mind uh, when you start thinking about like, you know, this show well, and how fun the, we've been out. My, my biggest accomplishment of the year on the show was getting you to uh, stop doing it in your car. <laughs> that was the biggest accomplishment off of the right off the bat there. But um, welcome, guys. see how far that we've come from that first episode with no platform with no real format or anything like that and you know to go from from 20 listeners to 20,000 listeners is is outrageous and and crazy and and so I've had a bunch of fun this whole year but the things that have stuck out to me the most are like First of all, like getting to wake up on a Saturday morning and talk about Jacob DeGrom signing with your with your team. Uh, mm -hmm. That was a big like to me, that was the, the probably like the highlight show of the first mm -hmm. of the first 25 or 30 episodes. Um, getting to go to spring training and and meet some of the guys and, and, and get sound bites and stuff for the show to where we where we sounded a little bit more professional every, you know, every show, um, trips to round rock trips to Frisco going to opening day in both Frisco or Frisco, the ballpark and round rock. It was pretty cool. Um, you know, just a lot of fun this whole season getting to spend an hour and a half talking about the Rangers winning the world series. 
<laughs> uh, no, that was that was fun. I'm in the the show that we got to do after the Rangers had come back and beaten Houston, and 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 getting so much love from that show and so many people listening to that show and kind of like <laughs> helping the journey rise even more and and so just a really super cool a, a super cool year for me as far as uh, you know this goes when when the other aspects of my life are are not in the same spots that they were a year ago. So, uh, you know, uh, just a ton of cool stuff this year for us. And I'll pass it over to you. And I bet you've got some mornings and some afternoons that we did this thing that you enjoyed too. Yeah, I, I man, it just, it just was like, there were times where like, you know, things were, things were maybe rough uh, at my job or things were rough on my, my day job. Uh, things maybe were, were rough on a personal level or maybe, you know, you know, I mean, I was, I lived in Florida when we started this show yeah. uh, and, and moved back to Texas, you know, like, like this show, like was part of documenting my, like our, our history. Um, when we started this show, like my son was only a couple months old and couldn't even, you know, wasn't even walking or anything no, like that. Yeah. And he's grown up and like, just to think that like, you know, I can go back um, and listen to the show and be like, wow, like, like, and hear myself say, yeah, well, my kid's X amount of years old. And, um, you know, the Matt War Pro stuff has been just so much fun uh, getting to kind of go and reconnect uh, with, with a lot of the guys in the wrestling world. So it's like, for me, like the show has, has just enriched my life. Um, most importantly, I think also, you know, getting to talk to you on a day-to-day basis, like, I, I think my wife would agree that, like, it's good for me, you know, it's good for me. I'm not the most, believe it or not, I'm not the most social person because my job is super social. So, like, when I get home, like, I just kind of don't want to talk to anyone. So, it does give me that little outlet. Um, I will say, too, like, signing Bruce Bochy, I knew, like, I knew that things were, things had changed at that moment. So, for me, I think that was as big of a moment um, as the Jacob deGrom signing. And then when we signed Jacob deGrom, it let me know that this organization is serious. Like, we're serious. Like, like even if we don't win it this year, which we did, uh, but even if we didn't, it let me know that, like, you know, this Rangers organization, this front office, they're committed to winning. They're going to do what it takes uh, to bring a winner to this town. And, you know, they reap the, they reap the benefits right off the bat. And we really didn't have to sell our soul. If you know what I mean, if you're if you're a baseball fan or any sports fan, like you know, kind of the uh, I think the first thing that comes to mind is like the the Rams, the Los Angeles Rams, who just kind of had to like mortgage their future <laughs> to try to win a championship. The Rangers yeah. didn't have to do that. No, um, they they kept a lot of what they needed in their their farm system. They did it with good coaching, smart moves, smart spending, um, and you know, I just there's just a lot of highlights. I'm trying to think like. You know, we did some of these shows like in our cars, like a lot of times in our cars. On vacations. Uh, in, on vacations. Uh, lots. Yeah, uh, Colorado, uh, oh, Vegas. Uh, remember, if you remember correctly, the very first more, the very first day the Rangers played was like a Saturday afternoon spring training game. And I was in my car in Reno watching like five inches of snow come down while the Rangers <laughs> were playing baseball and. And you're like, we got to do a show today. They played their first game. This is what we're doing it for. And I'm like, I'm in Reno. It's snowing. I feel no baseball right now. <laughs> but 
Yeah, yeah, yeah no. so, there's so many moments like that. Like, I don't know, man. It was it was just a blast, dude. I, I can't I can't I can't express how much fun it's been. Uh, I'm trying to think. Oh, opening day. We went to opening. I think it was, was that our first yeah. time going to a Ranger game together? That might have been, yeah. No, no, we went after you got married that one time. Okay, so yeah, we went so we got to go. So we went first to opening time in Globe Life Field though. Oh yeah, it was my first trip to Globe Life Field. Um, and that was super cool. And, um, you know, it's just like, um, the vibe around opening day was, it felt good. It felt like people were excited about the season. It didn't feel, you know, you didn't feel from that get go. It only took a couple of like a month into the season before you could get like $10 afternoon tickets, you know, like uh it was when you went to the ballpark, there was going to be people there this year. And that was a, that was a kind of a difference. You know, even at the old ballpark, whenever they were winning, you would still not have nights where there'd be 20,000 people there because of the heat. And that you didn't get that this year. Now it's a place in Texas. It's a place in DFW that you go to get out of the weather and still do something outside. You know, like, yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, no, you're right. And, uh, and it just, I had a blast at opening. I think I went to 10 Ranger games this year. We went to a couple of Frisco games together. My son got yeah. to go to his first. Uh, minor league and major league game uh, this year. So like a lot of firsts and uh, my first opening day, that was my first time ever going to opening day. And remember we were kind of like debating about it because it was so expensive. And I don't remember who who it was. It was like kicked, kicked the other one in the butt and was yeah, like, no, you, you for we're sure. going. <laughs> yeah, it was you for sure. Cause I was like, Oh, crowd. I don't want to go out to that. But once I realized that there's like, there's no such thing as Ranger games without crowds right now. Mm-hmm. It's just part of it. And, you know, I took Bullman to his first baseball game since Arlington Stadium. Mm. Uh, mm. He, he never even made it out to the, the new ballpark because, you know, being a, you know, wrestler and all, working and all that stuff, didn't ever have time to get to the new ballpark. So got him out to one early in this one. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, man, like just, just it was a year and like we will never forget. 2023 Texas Rangers baseball season. This will forever kind of be something that um, stays locked in our uh, stays locked in our memory banks. And and you and I have made a ton of memories together already. Uh, and, but and will- you know what? Another big highlight of me to me on the show is guys that that uh, spend time in their day to to talk to me about Rangers baseball on the on the, mm-hmm. that are fans of the shows. Uh, mm-hmm. You know those guys. Um, there's a bunch of them. I, I won't name them all, but the, you know those are the people that are that are keeping this thing going. And and I hope that uh, this off season maybe we're able to do something fancy for those guys and uh, uh, you know keep them as excited about Ranger baseball going into 2024 as we're going to be. Absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, so. Yeah, I, I think for us, like obviously, we, you know, we got the the bro fest going on, but it, it I would be remiss not to thank each and every one of you listeners, the ten people who listened uh, our first show. But I mean, I want to say one of our shows. I mean, we had like a thousand, thousand, yeah, yeah, over a thousand listeners for one of our episodes. We'd have never thought that would be something. And we would. also, to humble it, we also had nine people listen to one episode too. So. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> yeah yeah and, and and no shame because the reality is is like most people get into this type of stuff um you know to kind of make a name for themselves or something of that nature 
we did it because we just honestly like like hanging out. We've been best friends for for half more than half of our our lives. So um, it was like, hey, let's get together and let's talk about baseball. And uh, I wanted the world to hear, or at least the people listening, uh, what I get to listen to uh, as being Bull's friend and just hearing like the wealth of knowledge uh, that he has about baseball and especially about these Rangers. And and I, it's funny because you don't realize like how much your excitement makes everybody else more excited about it. And so I know that a lot of the people listening to our show that that they can they can reflect that sentiment. That hey, it's like, go ahead. Oh, I, I don't want you to take this offensively at all. But honestly, over the course of the last year, the fav- my favorite show I did was the show after the Altuve home run and the Rangers went down 3-2 that I did alone. Uh-huh. Because I was I was still so excited about what the Rangers were doing and what they were, you know, even though it, it you know, I wanted to make sure that those those pluses get pointed out and that this thing ain't over yet and and that that show even though it was uh it was me by myself, I think like just like the the it exemplifies what you were talking about with the positive attitude and and being able to to like take any emotion and get rid of it and get them get us back on talking about rangers and making sure that everybody knows that they're still here you know no i agree and and that's just the kind of passion and just the dedication uh that that you know you and i both like to, to this show uh, and to you guys. So thanks everybody. Like we are truly humbled for everyone that listens, uh, especially to you guys that are, um, you know, make it a point to, uh, to subscribe to our exclusive content because it, it's like, I did never thought I'd be getting paid uh, anything to do a podcast. Uh, but it's, it's truly a privilege and, and we really are grateful and we are having a blast and, Here's the year two, man. Yeah, I'm ready for it. Starts on, uh, what, Thursday morning. <laughs> well, cool. Well, I'm sure we went a little long here, but if you're just in it for the baseball content, you probably already fast-forwarded past this part. Uh, if you're, if you're a, you know, one of the boys, quote-unquote, uh, that has been uh, with us from, from day one, I'm sure you stuck around uh, and listened to us jaw-jack a little bit extra. Um, so thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Don't forget to check us out on Social media, TX Rangers WTV. Don't forget to check out our website, Texas Rangers with the boys.com. Oh, one word. And don't forget to uh, check us out on your, oh, don't forget to check out our exclusive content down on the farm with the boys, where we cover all things Rangers, uh, minor league. And don't forget to check us out on your favorite streaming podcast or your favorite podcasting platform. Totally botched the ending. It wouldn't be me otherwise. This is. For the 300-pound animal. This is your boy, Kev. We are Texas Rangers with the boys. We are signing out.